Hello, everyone. Welcome to Living Life. You know, in high school, there is this thing called homecoming dance. I don't know if you guys know about that in other cultures, but in America, especially where I lived in Southern California, every year there is a homecoming game, homecoming dance, and then you would ask a girl to go to a homecoming dance with you. So, you know, being a teenager and, you know, starting to like girls, wanting to date and wanting to hold hands with girls, you know, that kind of uh, pubescent Besant stage of my life, I wanted to actually go to homecoming dance with this one girl. And I'm not going to name her name because she might be listening right now. But I thought she was so cute. I thought she was so awesome. She was so funny. She dressed well. And she was even a cheerleader. And I really wanted to go to this homecoming dance. So I prepared myself to ask her. And I was so shy. My hands were clammy. My heart was pounding. My stomach was getting butterflies. I was like, should I ask her? Should I ask her? And then I finally got the courage to go up to her and I was just about to say anything. She was laughing with her friends and I was just about to say something. I was like, no, I can't do it. You know what I'm talking about. You have that fear of asking, but you still have this love, but you still have that fear. And in the same way, there were disciples who really, really loved Jesus. People who followed Jesus, they really loved him, but still in them, they had fear. Let's see how they overcame that. Let's go into our text today. John chapter 19, verses 38 through 42. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. So right now we come to John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42, and I, I am actually you know, very reflective in what's going on in Jesus's life. You know, we just uh, heard from the last session that Jesus gave up his body. He gave his spirit in death so that we can live, so that we can have eternal life. We can have salvation. And now he dies and, you know, his disciples are looking at him and especially they're thinking about how they're going to take care of his body, the body that is lifeless.
this. You know, when you love someone and you have interacted with someone and this person passes away, you want to make sure that you do your best to, to the end of this person's life stage that this person has a proper burial. And two people came up to the scene and made sure that Jesus had the best possible area where he, his body could be laid to rest. It says here in verse 38, later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Wow, how bold that is. Man, let me have the body of Jesus. I want to take care of it. Man, what a responsibility. You know, for some of you guys whom your parents have passed away or a grandfather or someone that you know have passed away, you know, that burden is heavy. And for you to make sure that they have the right coffin, that they have the right burial place, that you give the proper respect in terms of service and all kinds of things that come along with burying a body. Well, hey, there were some people who wanted to be absolutely responsible for the Savior's body. Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful thing. It's a, 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 a work of devotion. It's a work of love. It's this passion that they have for Jesus that allows them to come to this point where they want to take care of Jesus. But yet, even then, this is very interesting. Okay. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders, with Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. Man, there is something going on here. Yes, he wanted to make sure that he took care of Jesus's body, but he feared the Jewish leaders. Why? Because Joseph of Arimathea was part of these, this Jewish uh, collection of Jewish leaders, this, this group of Jewish people who were gung-ho about the fact that Jesus may not be the Messiah. Although Joseph came to later realize that Jesus was the Messiah, his friends, a lot of the leaders, the Jewish leaders, they didn't believe that that was the case. And anyone who came to Christ or said that they are devoted to Christ, man, they were even willing to kill. They were willing to do all kinds of things to people who followed Christ. So secretly and in fear, he goes, but he still does what he needs to do, you know, risking his life basically and making sure that the body of Christ is taken care of. And on top of that, he was accompanied by Nicodemus. Remember Nicodemus, the one in the beginning of John, they were talking back and forth about how can I inherit eternal life. You remember that Nicodemus? Even that Nicodemus shows up later on in life and life uh, later on when Jesus dies and he comes through with a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 70 pounds of it. They come together and risking their life, folks, risking their life, they embalm Jesus. Could you imagine that picture? They take Jesus's body. They're putting the anointment, uh, ointments on their body. They're putting the perfume, they're putting a cloth over and over, one layer at a time, you know, thinking about the times when Jesus was with them, thinking about the times when Jesus interacted with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was probably thinking, oh man, that time I was in the dark, I did not know about eternal life, but thanks be to Jesus that he taught me about eternal life. Thanks be to Jesus that he spent time with me, that he explained things to me. Wow, what a powerful, powerful moment 
they are having here. And because of the love and because of the interaction and because of the relationship that they have built with Jesus, they're willing to take the risk, overcome their fear and serve the body of Christ. You know, that's a beautiful picture. You know, there's sometimes when we fear also other people's judgment of us in our association with Christ. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to publicly share that I'm a Christian because we fear judgment from people. Maybe people will, you know, maybe cast us away or maybe not befriend us because we say that we are Christ or associate us with other weird people that say that they're Christian. Maybe prosperity people or all kinds of different um, false you know, uh, representations of Christianity. And instead of us being bold and teaching them that they are wrong, we just, we just kind of, you know, remain silent. And we just kind of like, kind of not even share that we are Christian and in fear of people's judgment. You know, man, let's take a, the example of Joseph and Nicodemus. They said, you know, yeah, we could die. We could die. But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it because Jesus died for me. And not only did he die, he loved me. And all this interaction and all this relationship that I have built with Jesus, it's enough to go all the way with him. That kind of love casts out all fear. You know, in closing, I want to ask one simple question. What kind of fear do you have when it is in connection with your association with Jesus? Do you have any kind of fear? You know, I highlighted one, fear of judgment. You know, we may have all kinds of fears as Christians, and this may hinder us from moving forward in showing our devotion and our love to Jesus. But I'm going to tell you one thing, perfect love cast out fear, says the word of God. If you remember the love of Christ, if you remember how much he loved you, if you remember the love interactions that you had with Jesus, when you can remember the times when no one loved you and yet God loved you more than anyone or anything else that this world has to provide, that's when this fear just goes out of our way and we can move forward with our devotion and our love to Jesus. So with that, Please allow me to pray for you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love. And it is your love that drives us to devotion. It is not just us wanting to do something, but it is your love that allows us to overcome the challenges of loving you and overcoming our challenges in allowing you to be highlighted as the Lord of our life. So with that, I pray each and every one of us today would have this love of Christ that it may cast out all fears. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, 